Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. incredible cities in the world. Then roll with us. We'll show you the secrets of sushi making and why you and your kids should be playing sports. The lessons to take away, not from winning, but from failing right now. From NBC News, this is a special edition of Today with Hoda Kotb from Tokyo and Jenna Bushager from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hey guys, it's Monday, July 26th. I am here in New York in Studio 1A, and I'm wondering where Hoda is. When we know where she is, she's at the center of all the action. She's getting a first-hand look at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Hoda! Girl, first I want to say thank you. I'm wearing your shirt, <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Secondly, okay, I got to tell you something. A 14-hour flight it's, it's something so weird. I thought I would be totally out of it. You know who has crazy eyes? Roker. Roker's <laughs> eyes are crazy. You know how you get when you're done? Like, I'm scared he's going to blurt something out and it'll be his last day. Well, also, he but was drinking God, sake yeah. on, the sh on the show. Too much sake can lead to some, you know, who, who knows what comes out of his mouth. Well, fatigue and him being a boozer, not a good combination. <laughs> but I, I have to tell you, Jenna, we, we're missing you here because, you know, you're our partner and our compadre. But I was just so shocked at like how this, how much it feels like an Olympic Games. You know, you hear all this stuff about, oh, you know, there's no fans and it's this and it's that. I have to tell you, Jenna, like the Today Show set is right, right next to me. Mm -hmm. All these athletes were streaming in. They had that sparkly look in their eye. They're wearing the hardware. I was like, oh my God, you did it. Like you did it. And they like, they have the look that only an Olympian can have. So it's been super cool. And you have the look that only a Hoda mama could have because you love the <laughs> Olympics more than anybody. But is it true? that Haley snuck one of her, first of all, you always have some weird piece of clothing in your bag, so it did not surprise me at totally all. Totally weird. But did Haley totally put in weird. a star dress in your, in your bag? By the way, it was so funny. So I was looking through my suitcase and she packed <laughs> things that she thought I might need. Dresses, she said, are you gonna wear them? One was her star dress, which was so cute. She actually oh. packed three of her dresses in my luggage, a pair of cat socks, I thought Bernadette <laughs> would like that, and, and a pair of her PJs. So I have like a whole Haley wardrobe that's there. And you know, she's adorable. Like, you know, she's you know hilarious. like night, night six, you're gonna be smelling that. You're gonna be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> smells like draft. Exactly. Mm. And she also <laughs> hacked your Instagram. Is that true? She really posted herself? By the way, no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She was like, Mom, say congratulations, USA. She had my phone. And I was like, congratulations, USA. And I heard her go, congratulations, USA. And she goes, I'm going to post it on Insta. Well, she don't know Insta. She's four. <laughs> so I was like, ha, ha, ha. 
I get to the airport, Jenna. I'm literally, there's Laura and Mary, and we're standing there, and she goes, your, your daughter's so cute on Insta. I go, what? She goes, she, her, her post about, I looked. She, had she figured out how to, boop, post it. So now, now we're Mama's going to have to crack down on the phone. Yeah, usage. we're going to have to leave. Congratulations, USA. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like you have to make that your ringtone. It's the cute, that, like that, what a way to work, wake up. She gets her cheerleading from her mama. Okay, Hoda, yeah. you have a list. This right. cracked me up because it's not your top three favorite things. It's your top five favorite things. You've been there 24 hours, but Different what are they, things. baby? What are they? Okay, okay so here we go. First of all, uh, Savannah, uh, Al, Craig, and I went up to the top of this really, really tall tower, the tallest tower in the entire world. You hate stuff it's like that. It's called the Co Tokyo Sky Tree. Hate. Hated. Hated. Okay? I'm just letting you know. But it was totally... The weird thing was you could actually see all of Tokyo. If, and, then, and then we went down the elevator. So that was cool. Okay, so that was my first, my number, my number one. And probably, Jenna, to be honest, it's because it's the only thing we did because we just got here. <laughs> That's why when they told me that you have five favorite things already, I'm like, that's you were so like, Hoda. She's been there she six minutes and she has five Top five favorite things. Okay, next, I watched this too, I loved this. There's a fencer oh. named Lee who made history. Talk mm. about her. Oh my God, okay, so Lee Keeper's a fencer. She won an, uh, our first US individual gold in foil. It's called individual foil. So she happens to be married to a member of the US men's facing team. His name is Garrick. And so they both came on the set and Lee, was there with her proud husband, and this kind of melted us, so take a look. He actually said his proudest moment was you winning gold. Don't make me cry. What, <laughs> what did that mean to you? Oh, it means everything. We've been chipping away at this for a decade. We've been together for a decade, married two years, and it's our dream to be here together. She made my Olympic dream come true. Being able to see her go out and fight her nerves and, and come out with the gold medal was, was really something really special. Mm. One down. Okay, One now down. we're all crying. Oh. Yes. <laughs> wow. <sighs> you can't do that to me. <laughs> That's the sweetest. <laughs> Wait. His Olympic dream came true. His dream is her I mean, dream. It's the best. Oh, so sweet. Okay. I know. <laughs> Swimming. Everybody's talking about it. Katie Ledecky, talk about what's going on. I also love that yeah. coach, that Australian coach dance yes. number. Right? That's the one. I, I mean, that. Katie Ledecky, she was just eked out. It was an, uh, the Australian, her uh, last name is Titus Beater, by, it's like a hair. Mm -hmm. But I think the big, the big moment came when her coach yes. saw this win for Katie Ledecky, and people were saying he moved like Jagger. Take a look. Looks sort of like Doc Brown. <laughs> I mean, he is going crazy. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. <laughs> He's oh like God. putting on a show like Mick Jagger or the Rolling Stones or something. That, yeah. That little move where he kind of like, I don't know, thrusted his hips. Who are you smiling at? Are you paying attention to me? What's going well, on there? Well, Yosef's here. No, I am. Okay, I'll <laughs> tell you what's happening. Yosef's here, and then it started raining. So I'm trying to be cash, because i got to keep my hair for gymnastics. <laughs> So I'm trying to, I was, I was very concerned about weather sensitive hair exploding, but I'm not going to be a baby about hair. Who cares? Let's talk about my next favorite moment, the Today Show mascot. Yes. Okay. 
This right here, we're widening out. Okay, this is the Today Show oh, mascot. So sweet. She happens to be, I don't know, a Fulbright scholar or a Rhodes scholar. She's one of our, our crack <laughs> researchers. She's under here. Can you believe it? But anyway, this is our Today Show mascot. We have to think of a name for the Today Show mascot. So they have a whole bunch of choices. What do you, what's so your cute. favorite? Do you have any? Can, I don't remember how to pronounce any of them, they, but they're do all they talk? good. No, no, no. No, you can't talk. It's just like, no, mm -hmm. you can't. But what name would you like, Jenna? Um, I think whatever the one that means sunrise, I think is sweet. The, which one means sunrise? I can't. Kino day. Kino day. Kino day. Kino day. Yes. Kino day. That's This is Malia. Hold on. Uh, oh, Malia, Malia happy is birthday. helping us. It's her birthday. Happy I know. Birthday. Malia celebrated her birthday. Kino day. Kino Our day. girl Malia, she left. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, well, we I love lo you. You can take it off and breathe. Yeah. She's about. To, Phoebe's about to faint. Okay? Phoebe's like, time thanks to go a lot now. for bye signing bye, me Phoebe's. up for this job. Bye bye. Um, okay, you got to show She's me the like, view. Uh, I think your your fifth favorite thing is the view. Yeah. Look at this, Jenna. Jenna. Gorgeous. Look, this is Tokyo Bay. This is the these are the Olympic rings. This is the view from every balcony. It's gorgeous. It is a beautiful country. The people are kind-hearted. Mm. They they keep asking us, "Do you like it here? Do you like it here?" I'm like, "We love it here. It's a beautiful host city. It's under unfortunate circumstances, but they are making the most of it. We feel embraced and loved, and we're cheering our athletes on, oh. girl." You know what's so much fun too, Hoda? We had a huge mm. crowd here this morning, which was just such fun to see people on the plaza again. Chanel is actually out there right now. There she is. Some stuck around. These hey, folks, yeah, girl. they wanted to stick around. I have to tell you, we've met folks from all around the country this morning. It feels so good to be back out in the plaza. And Hoda, we have a question from Susie. She's from Austin, Texas. Okay. Hi, friend. Good morning. Hoda, you just traveled halfway around the world. My, I'm curious, and Hoda, okay. what is something that you cannot travel without? Ooh, good question. Good question. Something I cannot travel without. Um, I always travel with a ton of face cream and all that stuff because I feel like I'm like a dry, crusted potato chip when you fly <laughs> for that long. But I realized that the thing I can't live without now is having something of my daughter's. Like they, they made me little things, like a little, you know, the dress and little pictures. So I love that stuff. I mean, the rest of it you can get. And I really need some anti-humidity spray, okay? Because <laughs> here it's explosionville. Well, it looks good to us. Susie, Jenna, thank you so much for your you question. Know. Thank I you. Know. Bye, Susie. Bye, Susie. Bye, Susie. Bye, Susie. Love you, Jenna. Love you, Hoda. Okay, go get some sleep. Bye, guys. Go get some sleep. We'll see you okay, again tomorrow. Okay, night. Love you. Night-night. Bye, night. babe. Coming up bye, next, bye, why now. you'll want to put Tokyo on your bucket list. Find out when today takes you there right after this. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.
We are back with a special edition of today. I'm joined by my friend Chanel Jones here in New York. Hoda is in Tokyo where she's about to hit the sack after yeah. a very long day. They're 13 hours ahead of us. That, time. that keeps it in perspective. Yes. And since Jen and I are stuck here at home, although we have this beautiful backdrop, we wanted to know that made, what made Tokyo so magical. So we called on a local to take us around. Presenter and actress Shizuka Anderson. Check it out. Konnichiwa! Welcome to Tokyo! Hi, Hoda and Jenna. My name is Shizuka Anderson. I'm a presenter, actress, and Miss World Japan 2020 finalist here in Tokyo. I can't wait to share my amazing city with you. I'm here in the middle of Shibuya Scramble Crossing, the busiest crossing in the world. Even on a regular day, as many as 3,000 people could be crossing here at one time. Isn't that amazing? Shibuya Crossing is a central location here in Tokyo where locals and tourists can be found eating, drinking, and shopping. Shibuya is the fourth busiest train station in the world. This is the famous Hachiko statue. It's located right next to Shibuya Crossing and it pays homage to the legendary Akita dog who used to wait for his owner every day right here at Shibuya Station, even after his owner passed away. Today, this is the most popular meeting spot in Shibuya. Right next to Shibuya is Harajuku, the hub of the latest youth fashions, quirky culture, and adorably eccentric bites to eat. Let's go see what we can find. Harajuku is one of the most unique places for fashion in the world and is the international center for kawaii culture. Hello! Kawaii is the Japanese word for cute, and everything you see here is definitely kawaii, including the food. Now it's time to move on from modern Tokyo and take a step back in time. Welcome to Asakusa, the traditional neighborhood in Tokyo. Here, you can rent kimonos and take a walk around the neighborhood to experience what life was like in Tokyo hundreds of years ago, when it was still called the city of Edo. Oh wow, what a beautiful tea room. This door, as you may notice, is very, very small. But it is actually symbolic of peace and equality, as anybody who enters this room, regardless of their status, must bow to enter. So within this room, we are all equals. I was able to take part in the art of a Japanese tea ceremony at Asakusa Chazen, where they show you the ceremonial process of making a real cup of matcha green tea. In Japan, it's custom to balance the bitterness of the green tea with some delicious and beautiful sweets called wagashi. We say itadakimasu to give thanks to the food that we're going to be eating. Itadakimasu. Mm. Asakusa is also home to the oldest temple in Tokyo, the ancient Buddhist temple Sensoji. The original Sensoji temple was built in the year 645 AD. At temples like Sensoji, you can sometimes find incense burning in the middle of the street. And it's tradition to bring the smoke onto your body. It's said to heal that area. 
If you're looking for a little place to rest after a long day of walking in this busy city, you can go to one of the many cat cafes in Tokyo. Cat cafes became popular in Tokyo since the dense population leads to small living spaces that often don't allow pets. Here, you can get a little dose of love from adorable rescue kitties. If you guys ever want to come hang out with cats in Tokyo, make sure to come visit a rescue cat cafe and support a good cause. Yeah. It really is pet therapy. The best way to end a day in Tokyo is at Shibuya Sky, the top of one of the newest buildings in the city. Look, you can even see Mount Fuji. At 47 stories high, you can relax and enjoy a 360-degree view of Tokyo from the clouds. Thank you so much for traveling around Tokyo with me, Hoda and Jenna. Matane! Oh my goodness, she was fantastic. How beautiful is Tokyo? And I'm dying to right? take some allergy medicine and head to a cat cafe. Are <laughs> now you? I want to go. Look at this. Oh, they're the going to have the best time. Coming good. up next, if all this Tokyo talk has given you a hankering for sushi, we've got a master class for you. Ah, uh, yes. One of Japan's top chefs gives us a lesson right after this. It is time for a Masterclass Monday, and with eyes on Japan right now, we thought we'd learn how to make a foodie favorite, not just in Japan, but here in the U.S. as well. One of our favorite sushi. A sushi night with your friends, and you all make your rolls. Yes. That's fun. It's easier than you might think. So here to get us rolling, get it, is Michelin <laughs> star chef Masa Ishibashi, who creates beautiful sushi at his Tokyo restaurant. It's called Sushi Masa Ishibashi. Welcome, chef. How are you? Hi. So your restaurant is one of the best in the world, and you make some beautiful sushi. First, for everybody that's watching, what is sushi? What makes it so delicious? Okay, sushi is uh, usually rice and fish on the rice. Mm -hmm. So then how is traditional Japanese sushi different from American sushi? Okay, Japanese sushi is very simple way, but American sushi is more sauces and fancy and visualized. Okay. Okay, chef, we have some sushi here from Blue Ribbon um, in New York City, and I am sorry, but you say it's easy to make it. How do you get this so perfectly round? Something tells me that Chanel and I could not do this. <laughs> okay, I'll show you how to make sushi here. Okay. This okay. is a seed here. Okay. Rice. You're adding rice. Bread, softly, gender, gently, okay. and here. And what was that? Fish. Water. Yeah, so you add a little water. Now show us how to roll it. I feel like this is the part we would mess up. Okay. Oh, I guess it's simple enough, right? Seems like you have a sushi roller. So as long as you have a sushi roller, it's not so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? <laughs> Well, that looks super beautiful, and then you cut it into pieces? Easy peasy. Sure. There you go. We should thank Blue Ribbon Sushi, by the way, here in 1A. Yes. While you do that, we're having, I'm having a ginger party this morning. Yes, Blue Ribbon Sushi sent us all of this beautiful sushi. And, um, and Chef, what would you say is the proper way to use that sushi mat to keep it from falling apart? Uh, I give it a pressure like this, mm -hmm. but not too much. Soft, soft. 
Oh, wow, Got that's it. perfect. Okay, so will you show us some pictures of the sushi that you cook at your restaurant? Because we may not be able to go to your Michelin star restaurant, but we want to dream of visiting. Okay. What is it? Show us or tell us what they are. Tuna, toro, shrimp, shell, macaroni, shrimp, sea urchin, and uh, sea eel, and egg, and some tuna rolls. Awesome. And Chef, you believe that making sushi is like art? Mm. Yes, like performing art. I'm doing the inside of, in front of the customer, making sushi, it's a performing art. And what do you think is the key to really good sushi? Uh, passion. Yeah, your passion. passion, your heart. Well, yeah. Chef, we want to say thank you so very much. And again, thanks to Blue Ribbon for this amazing spread. Amazing spread. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, Chef, and congratulations. Congratulations on everything. We yeah. wish we'll come and visit and eat with you soon, we hope. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you. So Coming good. up next, the importance that playing like. a sport brings to everyday life <laughs> while she eats her ginger. I know, I'm like, let me hold this ginger here. Soccer superstar and Olympic champ, Abby Wom Abby Wombach, weighs in on that. Good morning. And why it's not too late for you to get in the game. That's right after Abby, this. Abby, do you want some sushi? We got sushi. <laughs> If you're watching these games, you might be feeling expired to pursue your athletic dreams. And while we may not all make it to the Olympics, or yeah. very few will, there are many benefits physically and mentally to being part of a team. For sure. In fact, Fortune estimates about 95% of its Fortune 500 CEOs, 95% of them played sports. So we thought we'd take a look at some of the life lessons learned from getting in the game. And who's better to weigh in than soccer superstar Abby Wambach? She's a two-time Olympic gold medalist and six-time winner of the U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year Award. She's also author of Wolfpack, which we recently released into a young adult version. Buy it for your kids. It's so awesome to talk about teamwork. This is a fantastic duo. We have the dream duo this morning. We also have Adam Grant. He's an organizational psychologist at Warden, which means he's just awesome and smart. <laughs> and a New York Times bestselling author. His latest book is called Think Again, The Power of Knowing What You Don't Know. Good morning to both yeah, of you Yeah, good guys. morning, Abby. First of all, hi from your pantry. Please pass us the Cheez-It. <laughs> it's so organized. I'm like, I've got organizational envy right now. That's right. Um, my whole family's still sleeping. I'm on the West Coast, and we just moved in, so we actually hired a woman to come and do this. So Amazing. Yes. I'm like, pass me some cream corn. Abby, we are all watching these Olympics. I feel like Olympics bring us together, and I'm sure you who got to go could experience the joy of that. Now that you have taken your career in other directions, what do you take that you learned on the field that has helped you be mm. successful in your next career? I mean, it's hard to pinpoint anything, but in my retirement, I've learned that what I gained on the field in terms of self-esteem is priceless. And then now I find myself doing things that I just, I experience joy. I think especially women, we forget to have fun. Yeah. And so if you are struggling to figure out how to get out, how to be active, don't worry about the word sport. If that scares you, it scares my wife, Glennon Doyle, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we focus on the word fun. I like in our that. Family. Yeah. That's really good advice. You know what her advice, which I, when you were on our show, Hoda and I've mentioned your advice forever. You ask your kids after they played did you have fun? Did you have fun? Which takes some of the pressure yeah, off. I love that. Adam, you're nodding your head. Let me bring you in here. I thought it was interesting. You were a competitive diver um, when you were younger, but now you work as a psychologist um, studying business and success. I have to be honest with you. I didn't realize 95% of the yeah. top CEOs 
you know, we're athletes, we're on a team. So can you talk about that connection and what the rest of us can take from that? Yeah, there, there's evidence that not only are people who played competitive sports more likely to become leaders, but they're also more likely to be generous too. Mm. They give more to charity, they volunteer more. And I think that's pretty obvious in team sports, right? Where one of the critical questions is, who did you help or how many assists did you get? Mm. But I think you see it in individual sports too. I remember in my diving days, uh, most of the time I was basically just standing around waiting for my turn on the board. And so what would I do to fill that time? I would give my teammates tips. I'd try to coach them a little mm. bit. And I think that's early preparation for the kind of other focus that ultimately makes people better at elevating the people around them. Yeah, mm. and by the way, that generosity we see in Abby and her wife, they do so much awesome work. Abby, when we are talking about pushing our kids, I think it's something that Chanel and I have talked about. We have young kids. We don't want to overdo it. When our kids come and say, like, we're done, we don't like soccer, we don't like basketball, when do we know, like, enough is enough and just to let them quit? I mean, quit is one of those words that has a negative connotation. Right. And this is amazing that you asked because Glenn and I, we just recorded an episode on our We Can Do Hard wow. Things podcast on this exact, uh, this exact thing, quitting. I mean, for me, I've had to actually learn a lot from my wife in this way because I struggle to quit things. It's probably what propelled me to be a pro athlete, but you can't be a pro athlete forever. Everything, yeah. So for me, I think the bravest and most powerful tool we have um, is the, the, the ability to let go of something that is wrong for us so that it can make space to step into something that is what is meant for us, mm. right? And so when we're talking about our kids quitting, we have to change the word yes. and the negative connotation that's attached to it. Yeah, that's we good. really do. And then Adam, on the flip side, can you give us some advice? Where's the balance between encouraging and, and pressure? You know, how do you know when to say when? Well, I think the key is to remember that the goal is not ultimately performance, it's mm. progress, right? I want our kids to know that the person they're competing against is their past self. Mm. And their goal right now is to raise the bar for their future self. And I know some parents push back on that and they say, look, if my kid's not winning or if they're not the best, then something is wrong. And I would encourage those parents to think again, there's a, a classic Benjamin Bloom study of elite swimmers and tennis players showing that they were not the best when they started out. What differentiated them in part was having an early coach who made practicing fun. Wow. Um, and I think that goes right back to Abby and Glennon's point about did you have fun? Yeah. I mean, that's the best mm -hmm. question. Um, Abby, I know you're, you coach soccer now. You're coaching some of your girls. And I wonder, um, losses, like how do you explain it? It's not mm -hmm. fun. It's something we need to learn. What do you say to your teams? And I think you, te I think you coach. I'm just making that assumption based on your Instagram. So if that's wrong. <laughs> but bouncing back. Yeah, parenting is another form of coaching, right? Um, look, I think that losses are inevitable. But what what differentiates champions and people who just can't get over themselves is this idea of this this victim inside of you, right? We have to find ways to get our power back. So when losses come, as they will, the, every person will experience losses. How do you respond to it? Mm. That, for me, is the work. It's not about what happens on the field. It's how you respond to everything that happens on the field off of it. Will you guys come and follow us yes. around and stand on our shoulders? I want y'all to coach me. Is that okay? Voices <laughs> on both sides. So Thank good. you guys so much. Thank you, Abby. Mm. And you can find Abby's book, Wolfpack, and Adam's book, Think Again. Both of them are incredible books on today.com slash shop. Really good advice. All right, we are unscripted right after this. Okay. It 
is time for Unscripted. Um, okay, first of all, can we just point out that I am wearing stars? And <laughs> Chanel, will you show them your stripes? Here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is Jenna, Savannah, Hoda, Carson Daly. I work with the tallest people on the planet, <laughs> and I'm 4'11". So when I found out I was working with Jenna today, I pulled out my July 4th shoes. I've only worn these on July 4th and Memorial Day. And they got a heel. And today. But also, nobody can say we don't commit to a theme, okay? <laughs> so we true. are all in. <laughs> Um, okay, you just got back from vacation, and the I first did. thing we said to each other this so morning. So I just confided to Jenna. So this is the, this is why I guess it's called unscripted because this was not my plan. We to share just this go. Story. We just so talk. I was feeling a little flustered this morning, so I have this like spray mist that's supposed to make you feel like revitalized and refreshed. So I was like, I need a lot of spray loose. So I walked into my dressing room this morning and I took the mist and I just spraying all over my face. And all of a sudden it was like dripping. And I'm like, what kind of? And I opened my eyes and it was my hair oil. <laughs> and I put it. All over my face, like dripping. At so then I took a paper like towel. Hand but I'm already breaking out from it because it's like it was a lot. At least it wasn't something that burned your eyes, <laughs> the mace. Because my eyes were closed. Well, I feel like as <laughs> you know, we've been with kids and back with yeah. work, and this week in the New York Times just published an article that I think maybe you could relate to. Okay. Since you're spraying oil on your face, <laughs> yeah. it's an article that said the case for scheduling everything, mm. and so that now that life is back to normal, we have you know work and mm -hmm. everything, and we're going, we're saying yes to things so there's no me time and that's, that's why you're exhausted and oh, you spray true. yourself because even if you're on vacation I was on vacation you're still trying to make sure everybody else is having fun we have family in town yes. right you're trying to do so much so Al gave Dylan and I a book for the holidays and it was called not the art of doing nothing but it was something like that like yeah. the art of not working or something like that, <laughs> <laughs> is that and so I tried to sit down the other day and like start reading it because he said that he's noticed that even when we're not working we're working yes so it's funny because I did try with intention to read that book and I've tried to say okay Friday I'm not going to put anything on my calendar. Yes. Like, let's keep Friday, Friday open. family night, too. But yes. you know what somebody told me when I first had kids, and what? it's the best advice, and I'm sure you feel this, although yours are getting a little older, what? like family vacation is not a vacation for it's the not mother. So You're true. exhausted. It's like, especially now, like the kids in the pool and the yeah. flips. I'm like, no flips. <laughs> but, you know, but I do think the scheduling part maybe could help, right? Let's scheduling schedule some me time. Me time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm going to do with my, my me time? What are you going to do? Ted. Lasso. I love him. <laughs> I saw the clip on Instagram the other day. They have a great Instagram page, by the way, if you haven't seen her. Yeah, do you know we actually are on, we're on, um, are you on TikTok, TikTok now? I know, I just need to join TikTok I so do, I can watch you Do you want to do TikTok with me later? It sounds complicated, but sure. Okay, it sounds like that's a yes. Okay, coming up next, how one athlete defied the odds and made his way to Tokyo. I love it. Plus a rundown of all the biggest events to watch today, right after this. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. for the silver. Kalish wins gold. Litherland gets the silver. And that was Chase wow. Kalish winning the first U.S. medal of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. 
in the 400 IM. And if you don't want to miss any of the big moments like that, we are going to help you out. I love it. I was watching last night on my phone and then <laughs> every day we'll be bringing you the athletes to watch and the Olympic events to tune into each day. So let's start with the pool yes. and Lily King. Let's start with the pool. Okay, this is the women's 100 meter breaststroke final. Mm -hmm. It will air tonight at 9.30 Eastern time on NBC. Okay. Lily King, American swimmer, she's incredible. She could become the first woman to win back-to-back -back Olympic gold medals in the 100 meter breaststroke. She won the gold in Rio. I think everybody's eyes will be on her, which will be so much fun. These women are solid. I was watching last night. Have you ever tried to swim at full speed? Seriously. Yeah, I have, have but, tried? but it's very slow. It's, <laughs> but for these women, and they practice hours a day, you even look at their body forms. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Solid. Somebody posted last night, it's so true. We should have a regular person compete against these people <laughs> yeah. so we can see how fast they go. Because I think people lose, that's a good point. They lose perspective. They lose perspective. Okay, the session, if you want to yeah. watch it, also has the final of the women's 100-meter backstroke and the semifinals of the women's 200-meter freestyle. All right, let's squeeze the guys in here in gymnastics. So also in primetime yes. tonight, the men's USA Gymnastics team will compete. You can check that out at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on NBC. Now, here's the deal. After a slow start, the U.S. turned things around to qualify fourth overall, and they nabbed the highest score on the floor exercise. So there are ways to go, but they're making progress. Team USA, by the way, has not won a medal in men's gymnastics since 2008. So they have something to prove tonight. Okay, yeah, and also tonight, the women's triathlon final airs at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on USA. By the way, can you do a cartwheel? No, well, I used to back in the day. And our kids, you see our girls, they're no, doing No, my girls can't do anything. No. My girls can't do a cartwheel. And I once did a cartwheel last year in the Jenna and Hoda Olympics, and unfortunately, did my you shorts- hurt yourself? My shorts were a little short, actually worse. <laughs> Okay, now for today's athlete to watch over the next two weeks, we'll be spotlighting members of Team USA who have defied the odds to make it to Tokyo. I love it. It's what makes this all special. One of those athletes is swimmer Andrew Wilson, whose path to the Olympic pool required a level of perseverance only an Olympian could possess. Take a look. The University of Michigan, Stanford University, the University of Florida, and Indiana University. Just some of the marquee Division I schools producing Olympic swimming superstars. So folks took notice when swimmer Andrew Wilson broke the mold and became what is believed to be the first Division III swimmer to represent Team USA at the Olympic Games. What a great swim for Andrew Wilson. What's even more remarkable? His first encounter with his future college coach at Emory University was less than auspicious. He was a little outside our competitive range, so we had a really you know, honest conversation about that. I was more anti-recruited, if anything, and, and basically told to get faster, and I got a little bit faster my senior year. Wilson's times still weren't up to Emory's standards, but Hal saw something special in the incoming freshman and decided to give him a shot. I was definitely the bottom of the team. I was not making, you know, travel trips or anything like that. Through perseverance and lots of practice, Wilson proved he was worthy of his spot on the squad. He worked extremely hard, he got stronger. You know, really, he just became a better overall swimmer. Sophomore year, Wilson set his sights on winning the Division III Nationals, a goal he fell just shy of, placing second. For me, it's a lot of the time those tough moments are, are even more motivating. He really came back junior year uh, determined to, to make that next step forward. And he not only won nationals, he won every event, broke every national record. After a standout season at Emory, Wilson put his academics on hold to focus on the 2016 Olympic trials. Despite training tirelessly, he just missed qualifying. 
To be honest, he may have deliberated for a few minutes on whether he was going to continue on to the next Olympic trials, but he really believed, and I really believed, that he had more in him. I was quite upset with how I performed, and I knew that I had more in me, and so I just tried really hard to learn from the mistakes that I made and analyze what I had done that I would do differently leading into 2020. So again, he shook off the disappointment and became laser focused on making the next Olympic team. In June, his perseverance paid off. He punched his ticket to Tokyo at the Olympic trials, finishing second in both the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke. I looked and I saw the two, and when that moment obviously knew what that meant and was just was just so relieved and so happy. Other swimmers would have given up along the way, but he, he really believed in himself. And just seeing him be as determined as he was for that long of a period of time was really inspiring. I think a lot of people, if they had heard my goals when I first got to Emory or as I've continued, would almost find them laughable or not believe in them. But but I believe that I could accomplish them, and I think that's the most important thing. Oh, pretty awesome. incredible. And Andrew made it to the finals, the 100-meter breaststroke over the weekend. Just missing the podium, placing fourth. He's back in the pool tomorrow for the start of the men's 200-meter breaststroke. And you may have noticed his University of Georgia cap at the <laughs> swim trials. Andrew's been training with their postgraduate team, so he's been representing the Bulldogs as well. And tomorrow we'll shine the spotlight on two swimmers from the women's teams who share an unbreakable bond, Lily King and Ann Laser. And if you can't get enough Olympics, we can't. you can catch Tokyo <laughs> Live on Peacock from 6 to 11 a.m. Eastern. Yeah, and starting at 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock, Tokyo Gold. It features a daily roundup of highlights, recaps, and must-see moments from the game. I love it. We'll be right back after this. Okay, tomorrow we're going to check in with Hoda in Tokyo. Plus the feline frenzy that is our documentary of the month. There's lots of cats in the Japanese street style you may be seeing in your closet soon. Plus, American vacation destinations that feel like you're traveling Let's abroad. Let's go. Okay, and don't forget that we're a podcast. Subscribe and listen today with Hoda and Jenna. Or scan this code right here on the screen. Have a phenomenal Love day, ya. everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.